and welcome to episode 182 of the T-Force GG, General Game Podcast of the T-Force Network. I'm here, Aaron Fokel. We've got Mel. Hey, everybody. I'm back. I'm back from vacation. Cool. I missed that, too. And Mary's here. Yeah, I was gone. Hello. I? I'm Mary. here again. How y'all doing? Doing, doing okay. Doing fine. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm working on two hours of sleep and a lot of caffeine. That is ex- surprisingly pep for, well, life in general. But, you know, cool. Doing I'm good. I'm going to crash so hard in like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we just need to have a three-hour episode, and this is going to get oh, mighty no. interesting. Especially since <laughs> Nell has put a picture of his drink in the chat. And it's just half half vodka. It's just a big glass with half vodka and juice. It's a very easy mixture. It's half and half. It's uh, it's great. It's good for eyeballing. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not the eggnog. I mean, I, I, I would think about an eggnog alcoholic drink, but not at this time. Not, mm-hmm. not yet. You can't do that before Halloween. It's against I'm, the rules. I had eggnog before making this drink, but it was oh. an alcoholic eggnog. <laughs> Where's that? It's October. Where'd you get the eggnog? Eggnog's the supposed to. All right. <laughs> eggnog's supposed to be December, right? That's like a holidays thing. Well, it's you in can, stores you can now. start it before Thanksgiving. I see. Look, I hear the arguments for around Thanksgiving is fine, but we're not even the Halloween yet. We're not even into November. All right. So when does Black Friday start? Friday That's after Thanksgiving. And. Well, I mean, when is it actually going to start? Because it starts earlier and earlier every year. Maybe eggnog oh, yeah. is creeping along with it. <laughs> and and just drinking in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Uh, look, I disagree with some of your life choices, but they're yours to make. <laughs> hey, I, I love me some eggnog. I will be burnt out on it by the time Christmas ends. Okay. okay, fair. What's your take on candy corn? Awful garbage. Why are you always wrong now? Candy corn is awesome. You see, I live with two people who are candy corn apologists, and I I cannot stand for this. Wait, candy corn apologists, does that mean they love candy corn, or they constantly say sorry as they eat it? (laughs) (laughs) So they say sorry when they bring it home to me, but then they eat it all. Yeah, but are they like eating it like happily, or are they kind of like, sorry about this whole... Oh, no, no, they love candy corn. Okay. <laughs> I do not understand these people. Yeah, one, one piece is always good enough for me to remind me, yeah, you don't like this. So if you want a measure of uh, the people I live with, one of them loves the banana-flavored runts. Mm. Right. <laughs> like, he buys them in bulk and just eats those. No. Because you could buy no, the individual no, no, no. flavors. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't no. even know you could get them separately, like... Isn't it supposed to be like a variety? Like, if you go on the internet, you can just buy a big bag of whatever flavor you want. And he likes the banana runs. Can you can you buy a big bag of like single color M and M's too? Like, or or Skittles? Let's go with Skittles. M&Ms I bet you could. I'm sure you can. Just like nothing but green Skittles. I guarantee you can. Hmm. What have we done? I don't know. Uh, is, what is this podcast about? Video games, candy, cheese, drinking, candy. How about that pineapple on pizza? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I actually played a lot of video games while 
not while I was out. While I was out, I played nothing. And then <laughs> now I've actually played something. I played I played more Destiny 2 PvP. That stuff's still good. Mm-hmm. I I finally got Disco Elite. What is oh, Disco Elysium? It's really good. If you like Planescape Torment, you should probably get Disco Elysium like immediately. <sighs> it's all the it's it's wearing its influence on its sleeve and on its jacket and on its pants and it's just on its shirt. It's everywhere. It's all over. You're like, man, this influence is all over the place, and they they oh. know it. The dialogue tree appears on the right side um, because widescreen monitors, you can do it vertically and it looks nice. But the coloring is just identical to Planescape Torment. It's just like, there's that red color from the Infinity Engine stuff and it's the exact gradient used in Torment and the background. It's that red text, you know. And also just the way it's written. It is self-indulgent narrators talking to yourself as Mm. you play as an amnesic. Except this time, you're not waking up in a mortuary like you do in Planescape Torment. You're just waking up in your room and you're like, how the hell did I get here? And your ancient reptilian brain and limbic system have a conversation with your unconscious mind. And they're like, you did this to yourself. You you drank yourself into amnesia. And that's how the game begins. And, this uh, game sounds fantastic. This this so you you can pick a character which has stats basically like either like a super smart detached from humanity Sherlock like detective, a very empathetic charismatic like dramatic liar detective who's shifty, the Marv from Sin City who's just gonna beat the shit out of people to get answers detective, <laughs> um, or you just custom build a person and you can do whatever you want. Uh, but you're still playing as this specific character. It's just you've lost your mind, literally. And the skill tree are a bunch of voices in your head that talk to you whenever those skills come up. So you'll like go to reach a necktie, and in the internal, like, it's not dexterity. It's much more clever than that. But it basically is like, we don't think we can do this. <laughs> don't reach for that. It's on a spinning fan. And I built a really smart weak dude and he went I'm going to get that necktie roll fail had a heart attack um, <laughs> took took one point of damage and then managed to recover it by like resting for a minute if I had had a character build that was super weak because you can you know dump stat physical skill you could be one I could have had one HP and died at the, in, in the, the awesome. beginning of the game, yeah. For, like, you wake up and you're like, get your clothes. And as you get all the clothes, it can kill you. Welcome to Disco Elysium. Yeah, I'm going to have to get that game. It looks like Dishonored's concept art. Ooh, ooh. That's, yeah. That's a good thing. It's yeah. super, it, kind of everything is going for it. The biggest negatives are it knows it's clever, so it tries to be a little bit too clever all the time, <laughs> and that comes off a little pretentious. But man it's so refreshing compared to every other triple a game that's just like you know ubisoft style where like we are talking to the lowest denominator here we are we are not only are we not gonna have a message but our dialogue options are just gonna be the blandest bland shit in the world you know we're gonna use small words everywhere and disco Uh. elysium is the opposite of that where they're like now we're gonna get some poetic 10 minute dialogues going on here let's go so yeah it's 
it's it's not going to be for everyone, but it's just so refreshing to have something different. And also, they removed all combat, just all of it. So everything's dialogue-based, and you can still have dialogue-based combat where the dialogue turns to be like, punch them, shoot them, like, make a roll, do combat like you would in a tabletop game. But that's it's it's where it's decision-making. It's not like tactical placement of 10 feet away or anything like that. And yeah, it's just... It's just good. It's just everything's kind of well thought out. Um, but I only I only played a couple hours because I wanted to be responsible and actually get to sleep, unlike some people on the podcast. I so I don't know I, what you're talking about. I, I quit Disco Elysium at a perfectly reasonable hour. I wasn't quite sleepy yet, though. So I'm like, I'll watch one episode of Demon Slayer. Is it Demon and then Slayer? How many Demon did you Hunter? watch? So yeah, there's this cool new anime you may have heard of where it's like, the girl with the thing in her mouth and the the boy with the sword you know that's fine look i only watched two or three of them <laughs> in a classic row. anime watching yeah and it's still still relatively controlled right and then i booted up jedi knight 2 outcast because i'm like i'll just check this out for 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then i also made mistakes <laughs> and yeah so i booted that up that port on PS4, which honestly, I don't know if I recommend that port over the Switch. It looks really crisp, but but it's not handling my HDR set very well. Like the black levels are too black and I just can't seem to fix it. So there are a couple instances where stuff's in shadow and you just don't know because that game was programmed to be shadows are black and on an OLED, it's like black is black. And it's like, those, those pixels aren't even on. There's nothing here. I can't tell what's going on. Um, and that's happened. That has led to a couple instances of repeated death where it's like, there's a pit, but you can't even see it. Um, but that game is good and bad. I just, I like that game from back in the day. Um, but the first couple of levels, I probably mentioned this on the pad pod once before, like a long time ago. Um, the first the few levels, far, far away. yeah, first few levels of Jedi two outcast. They, he strips himself of his power. So he's like, I'm not a Jedi Knight anymore from Jedi Knight one. Wait, I'm just a mercenary. Yeah, he just does. Well, he almost falls to the dark side in the the Jedi Knight one Jedi uh, Dark Forces two Jedi Knight one expansion pack. <laughs> you have any more uh, subtitles to put on there, Focal? It's Mysteries of the Sith, I think, is the expansion pack. Um, so yeah, he almost falls to the dark side, so he strips himself of his power. You start off this game as Kyle Katarn mercenary, back to being a first person shooter, and you run around and you shoot stormtroopers. And they're shooting at you, and it's just like the movies where they can't hit anything. And you're using the exact same guns as them, so you can't hit anything. So you're both just standing 10 feet apart shooting at each other, and no one's hitting anything, and you're just running out of ammo. And eventually you treat your fully auto blaster like a melee weapon, and you just run up to them, touch them with the tip of the rifle, and then unload three shots into them. And that's how the combat for the first couple goes. Because being a mercenary in the Star Wars universe sucks. And it's kind of cool. Because later, spoilers in Jedi Knight 2, you get Jedi powers. Um, yes. he, he decides to get his powers back within a couple levels. Um, in fact, the level where you get the powers back is a pretty sweet tutorial training thing. Um, but uh, you eventually get your powers back. And by playing the first couple of hours as the shitty dude who has the same gear as all the shitty people you Fight, 
And then all of a sudden, like the camera changes. You're now a third person action game, pretty much. Um, and you start fighting them again. It feels so empowering. Like you were the baddest badass in the room because you were the shittiest, like crappiest person in the room before. And there were no numbers. Like they didn't make the numbers go up. You didn't level up. You don't have artificially more health. Your guns don't do more damage or get more accurate or have a plus eight on them. It just goes, you played one different game for the first few hours and now you're playing a different game that's still in here as well. And it's, I can't tell if it's intentional and clever or if they were just really bad at that first couple levels because they had to throw them (laughs) together after they made all the Jedi power stuff. But it works. It makes you feel super cool once you get Jedi powers. And it seems like a good palate cleanser to lead into Jedi Fallen Order that's coming out in just like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. That game's coming out in like a couple of weeks. And it's not going to get Oof. played by me because Pokemon will be out. Yeah, and Pokemon's coming out. Yeah. Death Stranding is out before it. And anyway, Jedi Knight 2. This version does not include multiplayer, but they're going to port Academy to the Switch and PS4, and it will have multiplayer. And that's pretty cool, um, because the multiplayer in that game is really fun. I also play some Concrete Genie, which is a new new PS4 game. Concrete Genie. It's this Sony thing where they they released this, like, stealth, low-cost title thing um, that's kind of E for everyone, and you run around a city and you paint murals and graffiti, and the graffiti is alive, and it helps you solve puzzles. Uh, the screenshots don't do it justice. That game is gorgeous. It does not look or feel like a $30 budget title. Um, so I'm guessing it's short is what... It's fairly easy. I'm guessing it's short. It's kind of like a little kid's game kind of thing. Um, but you know how some like $30 titles, like you can feel the strain of the engine, like the art's mm-hmm. not there. That's not true here. Like... This game, if they'd like thrown more resources at it or something and like buffed it up, it could easily feel like a $60 game. Like it looks really good. It looks really pretty. Um, But for some reason, they decided to like scope it small. So I still think that's cool because they priced it accordingly and it's good for kids, which is kind of fun. You know, it's, it's fun to find really pretty high like quality feeling games that are also kid appropriate like you know most yeah. of them like like call of duty is not not child friendly um switch games are the closest things but those are still like you know 1080p no hdr like they're 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 gorgeous for what they're running on which is a portable system but they're not technically like blowing your mind they're just pretty because the art is so good and something like concrete genie coming along and being like yeah we also just have a the technical stuff behind this too is pleasant. It's like kind of nice. Um, I bought an Apple Watch. Oh, you bought a Series Five? Yes. How you I'm like it so far? Right now, um, it's pretty good. It's expensive for like the functionality I use it for, which is primarily a Pebble. Hmm. Uh, but Pebbles don't work anymore, so I had to buy this. <laughs> um, and the lack of documentation is sort of like no one talks about what it does. And I have found that's because every app implements their own functionality a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Like, so the good example might be um, Facebook Messenger has a full app on the watch. You can boot it. You can select from your friends list. You can send a message and dictate it. 
and you look for Google Hangouts and it's not there. So you can't send anything from the watch. Mm. Unless someone sends you something first, then you could reply and you can reply to the notification. And that also gives you like here, you reply with an emote or dictate or whatever. And then, and then that does have a thing, but it's not like an app. You're just dealing with the notification system. Right. So it's a little weird to have things be different functionality wise for like, well, everything, everything has a notification that appears on the watch. Uh, but some things have apps and then they function entirely much more fully. Mm-hmm. The Apple watch yeah. looks really neat. It looks a lot better than anything Android has to offer. Yeah. It's, it's really slick. I, the parts of it that kind of, um, so when you pick up a new iPhone, like they are fancy, but it doesn't have that sheen that you kind of think of, like, at least for me, the last few years of like basically any electronic product, even the Xbox X, PS4 Pro, it doesn't have that like sheen that like really new iPhones had where you're like, this is really impressive. Hmm. This thing every once in a while glimpses it. Like when it plays a notification that has an animation associated with it, it like, I hold my breath for that like half a second where it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, that was really, that was really cool. Um especially coming from the pebble, which was just this e-ink display that went, here are four words, hope it's enough. (laughs) So how's the battery life? Because I know on launch they were dying like in less than a day. I get about, um, so I've only had it a couple of days, but it's about 50% when I'm charging it at night. Okay. So there was a weird software thing when they first launched the Series 5. Mm Mm-hmm that it had to do with it communicating with the latest version of iOS. And it was, it was something like the communications were failing. So it would just continue to do them until they succeeded. Hmm. Okay. I might've gotten mine late enough that I didn't hit it because when I received my watch within 12 hours, there was already like a soft update. So maybe I just coincidentally timed that really nice. But yeah, those watches are fantastic. I like, they have so many cool health features. I think next year there's going to be a camera in it. I mean, uh, the in-screen cameras are becoming a thing slowly. Yeah, because um, you can. So I got. So you can take a call on the watch, and it's totally like Dick Tracy. You're holding up your wrist. The speakerphone is yelling at you through the watch, and you yell back into the watch, and it works. Mm-hmm. And if it just had a video camera, so you could see their picture, it would 100% just be the scene from Dick Tracy where he just talks to his. And now I want to see that movie again. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's fun. It's hard to recommend for the price, uh, unless you go jogging or want to like work out, but not have your phone. Then it's because every phone now is the size of your entire calf. Like (laughs) who, who would want to carry, who would want to carry one of these things to a workout? That'd be insane. At which point I'll, I'll see here. The watch is way useful and totally something anyone who does that regularly should have. Do you, do I have you, a wrist mount for my phone. Does it take up your entire forearm? Do you yes. look like Shepard from Mass Effect where you're like, I'm going to hack this yes. hack the Gibson now. That is but a I, feature. But how do you do exercises? Doesn't it get in the way? No. Oh. It also rotates. Wait. As in, like, spins, so then it's, like, portrait mode or spins all the way around so it's on the front of your wrist versus back? No, like, you can, it has a, a um, like, a clicker rotator so you can go from landscape to portrait mode however you want. 
Oh, that must look ridiculous. And I, I, I just look like a cyberpunk hacker. And it's the best. I think it's pretty cool, except for the actual getting in the way of the working out stuff. Like I just can't imagine running with like I used to have the armband for like a much smaller phone, and that was kind of acceptable. I just can't imagine doing that with these things now. They're also big and heavy. Uh, I have a Pixel XL and uh, I've done half marathons with it, so <laughs> Holy works God. for me. You're just I'm stronger also than really I am. big and chunky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very likely. This this is reminding me of a conversation I had with another friend of mine who's seven feet tall, and he's like, "All the phones are too small," and it's like, "Yo, dude, it's maybe it's <laughs> you." <laughs> he's like, "I just need something tough because when I sit on it, they every one of them snaps in half," and it's like, <laughs> "All right." This is a uniquely you problem. I'm not dismissing it, but that phone was made out of metal. <laughs> I feel you on the big size phone thing. I just pre-ordered a new phone, and I'm going to be a little sad that it's bigger than I want it to be. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm in with this thing. Like, if my battery wasn't completely toast, three hours long battery life, not doing anything, else, I would not have upgraded yet. I would wait till the next year. Mm-hmm. Which is why I've been doing every year for several years in a row. You know, can't do it anymore. I got I got all new gear, and then I'll be sad next year when an actual revamp. It's okay. You can spend another thousand dollars next year. (laughs) Uh... No, no. I'll tell myself I'll wait at least two so I can get another S or something. I got a 2020 S. So now, what'd you pre-order? I pre-ordered the Pixel Four. Is it cool? What's it do? Uh. A lot of the stuff it can do, a lot of it has to do with software camera nonsense that looks like dark sorcery, and I don't understand it. Uh, it's It's got, like, hardware-wise, it's got an inferior camera to the iPhone, but its computational photography model is on point because Google has been doing images for, like, 20 years. Mm-hmm. They know what to do with images. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to try out the weird tripod feature where you can actually take pictures of the stars, like, on a phone camera. That's That's nuts to me. Yeah, is it just lying though? Is it, it is. just like here's your here's your location? We can. Just be <laughs> like, I I, I thought about that. I'm like, man, what if they just did that? It'd be so easy. But no, um, it's just a really long exposure shot. Like you cannot do it uh, using your hands. Like you need to prop it up. It takes like four minutes, but it can do it. Hmm. And then okay. it uses like it uses its computational photography model to uh, so if things. In a four-minute shot, things are going to have moved. Like, trees would have swayed and all of that. Mm-hmm. It uses its uh, computation photography model to merge that down into a single image. And it's just... It is dark sorcery. I, I don't understand. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's... That... Yeah, and it also comes with the first live wallpaper I might use. Uh, because it has a radar chip in it, which is wild, and the first time it's ever been in a phone... Uh, they added. They partnered with Nintendo to have Pokemon Live wallpapers. Wait, it's not for detecting submarines. No, not yet. So, what's the radar for? Uh, the radar is largely so out of the box. It's going to be for uh, like skipping songs, silencing alarms. Uh, it helps with the face unlock. It registers that your hand is coming towards the phone, so it activates the sensors for the face unlock earlier than it would otherwise. <laughs> yeah, weird stuff like that. But specifically with the Pokemon wallpapers, you can wave and high five your Pokemon and they react to you. <laughs> it looks pretty sweet. 
That's pretty And good. I'll get I'll have that uh not ne- sometime next week, like maybe Friday of next week. Please okay. tell me you can take some videos of you messing around with this thing. Uh sure. Uh I, I still have my old phone. I can record some videos from that on that. <laughs> <laughs> and so by the time you get it, Google will have launched and killed one more other product. That that is true. <laughs> oh yeah, Daydream is dead. I'm sad about that. Yeah, I, I guess my headset will now live in the drawer forever. Oh no, you have one. I do. I do have one. I actually used it semi regularly. Well, your old phone doesn't just. Die. Well, your old phone did die. So. Yeah. Uh, so my phone goes from 100% battery to it died at 40% because it just cuts off randomly. But uh, from the time I get up to the time I get to work. Yeah, that. Yeah, mine wasn't that. quite that bad, but my my work might just be. <laughs> it, it's only it's like a half hour commute. Like it's it's really short. Mm. This this thing, I've been tethered to a battery for a while. Well, time to keep an eye out for the Oculus Quest then, with whatever bundle they they do later with that um new cord. Mm-hmm. The Oculus Quest is pretty sweet. Like with with the Oculus Quest and things like it, the, I guess the. Google's VR phone thing is not really necessary anymore. I'm just still sad. I mean, it sucks to like kill support that quickly. Daydream's not that old. Yeah, they've killed younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that says a little shiver up my spine. Uh, yeah. What else have you been up to now? Uh, so, as I said before, I was on vacation. I went to Disney World. Uh, it was great. Went with my roommate and my girlfriend. Uh, my girlfriend has never been, and we had a wonderful time. It rained every day, and Wait, that this... was ideal because it made the line short. Nice. So Disney World or Land? World. We went to the one in Florida. Nice. Uh, we went to four parks. Uh, I don't remember the names of all of them because I am bad at this. Magic Kingdom, Animal yep. Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios. That's it. Yeah, Damn. we went to all of those. Yeah, we went to Are all of there those. Too, Mary? <laughs> uh, I'll be there in like two weeks. Just oh. missed you. But yeah, it was great. Um, my favorite was Animal Kingdom. It And with the rain constantly happening and the rainforest environment, it felt very thematic. Uh, the very second, Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. The second favorite for me would have been the Star Wars land in the movie section. Oh, did you get, that, get into that? Uh, like I didn't. The cantina is the thing that's hard to get into. The like Star Wars land is just a thing you walk through. You didn't? Did you get into the cantina? Oh hell no! Oh oh no! Isn't there like months long waiting lists for that? I um I don't know because out here in California, ours get like the same day reservation. Okay, well we didn't. I guess we didn't try very hard, but we kind of assumed <laughs> we wouldn't be able to get in. But going through the land was really cool. We got like a. We got a little uh, mouse droid. Came with free popcorn. Mm-hmm. Wait. I bought a $20 toy and it came with popcorn. <laughs> okay. So you bought the popcorn. And That's how you interpret toy. it. <laughs> I also got some of the hand grenade uh, Coke and Sprite bottles, which is, uh, they're so rad. I love them. <laughs> You're slowly starting to like Star Wars again now? No, no, no. The Star Wars movie universe is dead to me, but I like the idea of Star Wars. The aesthetic. Yep. The aesthetics and, in the movies, too. Yeah, but then they also have the writing. Just read the old books. They're still good. I will think about it. 
But uh, yeah, Disney World was great. And uh, when I got back, I got sick on the plane. I contracted an illness from one of my uh, flight companions. So I didn't do a whole lot after I got back. In fact, I didn't play anything, really. Uh, but I did watch a whole bunch of something. The Demon oh. Slayer? What did you watch? Uh, I watched a series on YouTube called the uh, CPUCS. Uh, it is a Smash Brothers 16-person uh, bracket tournament of level 9 CPUs. Wait. That sounds awesome. So there are no humans. There are no humans. Well, there are commentators. <laughs> yes. So, Wait a minute. So, I want to watch this. Is yes, this yes. like Salty Bet? Does it run forever? Or is no, this no. an event? No, no. Uh, it's a weekly thing that they run, and they put the VODs up on YouTube. They're about 30 minutes each, except for the climatic climactic battle that is an hour and six minutes long there's a there's actually deep story that runs through this uh in the first couple of episodes there isn't much of it it's just people commentating over the cpus but narratives start to form part way through <laughs> so i honestly recommend watching the latest one that they've released and if you like that then go back and watch the earlier ones because the earlier ones are kind of slow if you don't know that it's going to build up into something great. So when you say the latest one, are each of the VODs multiple parts? Like No, how... no, it's a, it's all one video. Like each video is a whole tournament. Okay. And you're saying watch the final super one hour one. Uh, no, uh, that was the end of the first season of the CPU uh, CS for Ultimate. Uh, they do, they still do ones every week. And they have different like tournament names. Uh, like the latest one as of the time of this recording is Majors Pre-Major Ultimate Level 9 CPU Tournament. <laughs> like if, if you watch that and you like it, go back and watch the other ones and watch as they start building a narrative of these CPUs, give them personalities. Some of them get sponsorships, like not joke sponsorships, like actual sponsorships, like uh, <laughs> Skillshare is, is involved. Like Skillshare and Audible sponsor two of the CPUs. <laughs> wow, this is it, this is amazing. This is the best rest, thing wrestling without the wrestlers. It is absolutely wonderful. Uh, the YouTuber who makes it is a guy called Alpha Rad. Uh, he's pretty small dude, and this is my favorite thing that he's made. And I binged all of them, and that's what I had done with my time. So you like. You were exposed to the most video games. Yeah, just, I was. We just weren't playing it. It's just like, I'm just going to 16 hours of Smash every day. Yeah, but that, that's what I did. <laughs> and now I'm here. And you're like, but but not 16 hours of actual tournaments. I want 16 I mean, hours of a narrative. real tournaments. Well, like in terms of like learning the eSport, like none of these bots are going to Evo. You're not, you're not watching the narrative. Of what, what, so... Focal, that's technically not correct. Oh, man. what? Are, what... <laughs> so, Alpharad is a Smash YouTuber, generally. He does some other things, but that's what he's known for. Um, one thing that he's also known for is training really difficult amiibo and challenging people to fight against them. And uh, one of his most recent ones was Hard DK. It's a really tough Donkey Kong... Um, Donkey Kong amiibo and 
he took it to an actual esports event and challenged the pros. <laughs> and uh, D- DK, I think, lost two. Look, awesome. if we see an Evo where it's Sonic Fox and then some dude carrying an amiibo out on stage to be like, and here's the competitor that beat everyone else. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to do with that. That just seems I don't that would know. That would be the best thing ever. Man. And it doesn't sync to the controller. So it's like a technical issue and it gets disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> He's a no show. He just won't connect to the console. It wins Evo and then becomes sentient. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the CPU CS is fantastic. Uh, there's lots and lots of content for it for Smash Ultimate. I think there's like 25-ish videos, and they're all around 30 minutes, except the one that's an hour. So yeah, if you want to lose a whole chunk of time to something fun, uh, watch this. Nice. What else have you been up to? Uh, I've continued playing Tabletopia with my friend group. Uh, nice. The game of choice this week was Vevictus, which is one of those semi-cooperative games where uh, you have a secret goal, but you're also trying, like, you're trying to accomplish your secret goal first, but also you don't want to fuck over everyone else so hard that you kill everyone. So, all right, what's the theme? Uh, the theme is Roman Empire. All so, right. Uh, do you do senators? Yes, you do senators and stuff. So... The board layout is thus there are four wars going on and there are three paths to ruin that you can go down. Uh, So like uh, in the war route, you have to get like that's your secret objective. You have to get uh, either your rabbit, chicken, deer or wolf war to the end, depending on your secret objective card. So you have to get one of those to the end. You have to get that to the end for the card that's on your secret card. Okay. But they can, these pieces can also move backwards on the board towards a defeat in the war. And if that happens, then the game is over for everyone. And the way that comes into play is at the beginning of your turn, you roll three dice and they have pictures. And some of those pictures are of the war tiles. And for the number of war tiles that you roll, you have to move the war tiles backwards on the board. So unless you're continually advancing the wars, you will eventually lose and Rome will be conquered. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's just uh, one aspect. That's just one aspect. Uh, the other ways you can, and there's four paths to the war. So you can, if you lose any one of those Rome falls, but then there are other aspects. So there is uh, economic collapse. There is a, there's uh, three paths. One is uh, treasury. There's one that's sanitary. And then there's one that's rebellion. Uh, if you, There are things you can do in the game, like take money out of the treasury and put it in your own pockets, which moves the doomsday token down the, uh, tr- down the economic collapse path. Mm-hmm. And if it reaches the death part, everyone loses. Okay. Same thing for the sanitary one and for the uh, uprising one. And in... All of these, uh, they have different negative effects depending on how far they've gone down. So if you go down uh, to the second space on any of these three tiles, you then have to move any of the other tiles down an extra space just for hitting that tile. Got it. So there's just a bunch of sliders slowly moving towards oblivion. Right. And if any one of them reaches oblivion, it's bad. But mm-hmm. each person has a secret objective, and the secret, secret objective is just 
I don't care about these. I care about this one. Right. So everyone's arguing about which one is the dump stat. Like, which, actually, which thing can you sort of sacrifice? Yeah. Because like someone's going to not want to. Right. Uh, one of the things that you also have to keep track of is your own currency. Because if you, by yourself, run out of money, you're out of the game and the rest of the people get to keep playing. Huh. Uh, but yeah, on your turn, you roll the dice, whatever the dice uh, come up with, you move the tokens back. Like if it's a war token, they move the front lines back and closer and closer to Rome. If it rolls uh, the treasury, sanitary, or uprising, it moves further down to the death spiral. Hmm. And you get to choose one of them to one of the dice to discard, or you can pay more money to discard extra dice. And on your turn, you get to do uh, two. You get to do two actions on either side of the board. I forget the specific names at this point because it's all written in Roman, oh, Latin. Latin. Yep. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the things you can do is you can commit you can uh, advance the war front and you can do that in two ways you can advance three wars up one space or you can advance one war up two spaces but the other the, another thing you can do is you can do that same action again but then you have to roll the uprising uh, you have to roll for uprising so you roll all three of the dice and whatever it, whatever war you advanced or wars you advanced if any of those show up on the dice heads the uprising token moves further down. And so okay. it's a careful it's a careful balancing act of trying to get what you want and fucking people over. In our particular game, the country was in was on the brink of economic collapse the entire game because there is a thing that you can move the like treasury tokens back up the space to get you further away from collapse. But if you do that, that encourages people to steal from the treasury, moving the token down because now it's semi-safe to do so. Mm -hmm. So we played the entire game one bad dice roll away from killing everyone. Uh. <laughs> it really teaches you why democracies fall. Uh. <laughs> like we we may all go down, but I'm going down rich. It is a fantastic it's not, time. It's not even that. The lesson there is if one person puts their resources into trying to help the many, then the remaining people will just be like, well, I can take that and reduce it back down to zero every time, ensuring only that the one person who's sacrificing would. Isn't democracy great? Yeah. But yeah, th this game was a fantastic time. Ma Mary, do you have anything happier? Uh... Than simulating the fall okay. of democracy? <laughs> follow the republic i mean i decided to go back and i had an itch for a city building game so i booted up city skylines again that's civic still did your city collapse into ruin as everything's on fire as the came from all sides no did poop just come out of the sewers and just make all your citizens mad no everything was fine i had i had lovely farms i had a thriving timber industry I, I didn't have traffic. Okay, you have to tell was, me what sorcery you did to get that. Uh, I trained playing Dwarf Fortress for a decade. Damn. <laughs> and then I went to City Skylines. <laughs> Easy mode. <laughs> um, but no, I was feeling like, you know, playing a, a sim game and Dwarf Fortress took a little bit too much work. So like on Sunday, I spent like half my day just playing City Skylines and relaxing. Uh, I spent most of the rest of my time watching 
League of Legends because it's Worlds. Mm-hmm. And I haven't played that game in like three years, but I still love watching it. Mm-hmm. And then last week when uh, Punch and I recorded, we did a lot of talking about movies. So I've been in a big mood for good October spooky horror stuff. So I went and queued up a bunch of great movies. I queued up The Descent, Event Horizon, In the Mouth of Madness, Hellraiser. And mm-hmm. then, instead of watching any of those... Oh, no. What? I saw on Amazon that there was a Return of the Living Dead Part 2. And um, that, was a way, that was a bad idea. That sounds not good. Why would you pick that over all of the things you listed? Because I watched Return of the Living Dead the week before, and that's one of my favorite movies. So I was like, I didn't know there was a part two. Shouldn't that have been a huge red flag? You're like, I love this movie. <laughs> I For years, I didn't know it had a sequel. <laughs> it was so bad. It was, um, it's like they, they, they tried to make a kid's zombie movie. So they introduced child actors with Damn. really bad dialogue. They they had two of the the two of the actors back from the first movie as different characters, but who broke the fourth wall, talking about how this all seems vaguely familiar. Haven't we done this before? Oh my god! All right, that's okay. <laughs> why why were they different part. characters? I don't know. Sometimes, all right, sometimes you just can't get someone new who's going to do it as well. Like, this happens, so one of, movie we keep bringing up, The Raid. In The Raid 2, someone comes back who's dead in the first movie, and this person is just a new character. Because there are only so many people who are very excellent stunt people in the world who know this martial arts system. (laughs) And this guy's one of them. So it's like, well, you're still one of the top three in the world. So now you're this other character. So, yeah. So I didn't what make was good bad about time it? This week. It sounds, sounds <laughs> funny. Oh, the best part is they actually figure out how to kill zombies by electrocuting them. Progress. That doesn't, that's not how you kill zombies. What? Where do they get the electricity? So the culmination of the movie is them going, a power substation or something and they break like a water main to flood the ground and then they all like stand up on top of a truck and they flip the electricity and electrocute the ground and somehow that works hmm. where's the switch the switch is on top of a truck i don't i blocked a lot of this movie out <laughs> immediately after it oh uh, you should watch event horizon i should watch anything else and that is true everything you listed would be better to watch if you want to know if you want to video game references tournament oh (laughs) you know actually i was looking at that while you were talking and i've seen some of those already (laughs) amazing because that's what my wife and do when we eat dinner is we just watch random youtube stuff and a lot of times it's it's like, I know the name Alpha Rad. Like, we watch that. That is very fun. Nice. But yeah, if you want to catch lots of references in every vaguely horror sci-fi video game, you should watch Event Horizon. I need to watch that again. I watch that, like, almost every year. 
Oh, okay. Year. You've seen it before. Oh, well then, all right. Oh, yeah. See, if you had listened to the Punch and Mary cast. Is that even out yet? This. I didn't think it was it came out, out like yet. two days ago. Oh. Or if you're listening to this, last week. Okay. I missed it. I was too busy playing with my Apple Watch. It's my fault. You could listen to it on the Apple Watch. I need to get new Bluetooth headphones. Mine are, mine are falling apart. I need, I'm debating getting the AirPods. They the look AirPods so are, dumb. The AirPods are pretty good, though. They're, they're real nice. They're really nice, but they're really dumb looking. I'll look dumb. I use Joyful Heart. I think I got these for 20 bucks on Amazon like four years ago. Yeah, I had, a pair, I had a pair I really liked, but the foam is just disintegrating. I have wired earbud from Amazon. You won't for much longer. I'm very sad about that. <laughs> Google announced that they're coming out with their own version of the AirPods in spring. Thanks a yeah. lot. F that. Yeah, and so- Sony has one now too. And um, yeah, but I'm, they're, they're all just there. I'm actually pretty interested in the Google ones because it looks, it has the same type of case that the AirPods do. And I like the AirPod case. Mm. And I, the Google earbuds are specifically the kind that I really like that like they go into your ear and then wrap around the inside, like really go deep into the ear canal. That's, that sounds bad, but OK, <laughs> it's it's the kind that I really like. So I'm All right. I'm going to get those. But that's in spring. So I'm going to be using my wired one with an adapter for six months. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that so much. The worst. Google was not fine with having a courage port. They, they they abandoned it. I want my headphone jack. I will not own a phone without a headphone jack. You probably will because they're going to. No, no. Sorry. I will get tools and a soldering iron and do what I have to. I don't think that's going to work like you think it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could keep buying old phones. I'll, I'll just start buying MP3 players and just gluing it to the back of my phone. <laughs> there you go. You gotta get more cyberpunk. Yeah. Alright. Should we jump in the news? Mm-hmm. No sure. Problem. Let's go. Do you have do you have a news song, Mary? No. No. Nope, I no. <laughs> no, I don't I don't at all. Oh, you were practicing though. I mean I could play like you know, stall Quick, for time. Guitar rift. Alright, we're stalling for time. Um hey Nell. Have you heard the one about the missing news song? No. How's it go? Like this. <laughs> What's yeah. extra funny is Snag no. was going to trip that silence right out. <laughs> no. You see, you see Fogel, I was going to just not talk until the uh, guitar riff started, and it was going to work out fine. <laughs> see, the wonderful thing is I have a tube amplifier, so it takes time to warm up. Well, so much for that. Hmm. News. Nice. That counts as a song. It's just a lyricless song. It's Joe Satriani. What we'll do. I mean, it segues right into Guilty Gear Axel trailer. Right, Mary? Guilty Gear Axel trailer. Uh, yeah. This made me super happy because Axel looks like a lot of fun. And they announced that uh, another upcoming event, Arc Revo, 
is like the 17th of November that weekend. They're going to have a playable demo of Guilty Gear with two more characters. I am just so looking forward. Yeah, that's. They're not going to release that demo online ever, probably. But I wish. Uh, I just want them to release the song. I want them to release the song. Well, you don't want to keep listening to the YouTube song on repeat? Right. I want to load it on my phone and just listen to it. I don't. That's tricky because I don't think they have any of the Guilty Gear albums on like anything in the States. Don't they? I can can never keep track. I know it's not on Spotify. Okay. I mean, I know I've definitely gotten some of those albums and trees, and that's how I have them. But yeah, same. I have the CDs I would import from Japan and then just rip them to MP3s. Music's so good. So good. You know what else is good? What else is good, Focal? Ray tracing. Ray tracing. Yeah. NVIDIA has announced, remember that Quake 2 RTX thing? That was a hack mod, and then they went, we're going to do that too, and then they did it too, and it was really cool. Mm -hmm. They have said, that was really cool. We're going to do more of those. And the the next one is a game you know and love. All right, quick bets. What's the game? A game that I know and love. Yeah, PC game. It's probably going to be pretty old. Like, again, Quake 2-ish in era, so it runs well, even when you turn ray tracing all the way up maybe just unreal unreal like uh one unreal of the old unreal. The orig- original original unreal yeah mm-hmm. that's possible Un- or unreal tournament maybe like re-releasing that with ray tracing would be pretty rad oh. epic getting in on that would be cool that's a good guess unreal what do you think mary i i said unreal tournament oh, oh all right so uh two votes unreal yeah yeah I've been outvoted. I, my, I was pretty. I was feeling pretty confident about Deus Ex, the original. It's the right okay, era. It would, it would, know. it would look really good with like the street lamps everywhere and the lighting. Like, there's lots of lighting and fog and stuff to see in Deus Ex. That would be good with some reflection. Like Kron, the Nomad it. Soul, with ray tracing. <laughs> Diakatana <laughs> with ray tracing. <laughs> they could do. I don't think they would, but they could do Doom. That could be interesting. It's like a way to like, because again, the goal is to run these games on as many computers as possible. So you can see ray tracing. So like the older it is, the better. Because even for me, um, my computer is not that great. Um, And Quake 2 still gave it a hard time. Like I wasn't getting 120 Mm -hmm. frames or anything with ray tracing on. It was low for what you'd expect. Any other final quick guesses? What would you want to see besides Unreal? I'm trying to think of other stuff from that era. I'm trying to think of ones that are PC games. There's a decent amount of stuff, like Tomb Raider, like the original. I don't know. You got me stumped. All right. Well, we can, we I can think look that, it up. I just think that Unreal Tournament is, or Unreal is just such a safe bet. It, especially if it's like there's any kind of like epic like yeah. partnership stuff going on there. That or what you said with Doom, because they do like it running on everything and having it on this new tech could be great. And mm-hmm. also there's a new Doom coming out. So that'd be a neat thing to maybe think about. Mm-hmm. You know what else a neat thing? Analog's new Game Boy. This is some rad tech. Yeah. So Analog, the company that did the Super NT and Mega SG is announced their next thing. It's a Game Boy. It's an FPGA emulated Game Boy that can play the original carts. 
and has an S, a micro SD card slot that definitely won't be hacked day one, just like every other console they've ever released. But Focal, the website said no emulation. Y- yep, it sure did. And somehow on GitHub, the day the console rolls out, there's a firmware update that has the same fixes as the day one patch available for the main release. Weird, the huh? Only, the only way that huh. could possibly happen is, that? Like, oh no, the main developer might have something to do with it. <laughs> but they don't they don't condone that. I know at least two people who are getting this, and no. I'm on the fence, but I like, I just don't have many carts left. So, one, you're crazy, because you should definitely get it. Um, but that's if you can't, because that's the this is the one thing that I actually dislike about it. Their last two consoles, they just make them, and then you can buy them. But this one, they said limited, and that's startling and um, sad. Where it's like, well, how limited? Interest in this seems to be pretty high, and it would be a real shame if these were actually difficult to obtain. If it's limited quantity, I would say a couple thousand. Like, not oh, many more about that. There's no way this is only a couple thousand. Because even, like, the things they have released before they were a big company hit a higher number than that. And they're, like, sold out and had multiple waves. And stuff. Mm. One of their first projects was a Nintendo. Um which they just don't make anymore because it was too difficult. And everyone's kind of hoping that they reissue that maybe next year. Um, we'll see. But yeah, I hope these aren't hard to get. I can understand not printing because sourcing the parts is probably difficult, but I would have hoped for an open pre-order window or something rather than actually like, like I don't want to rush people to get this. I'd rather just get one. It, it and no, you really should get cool. one. Yeah, it has a, has a music tool inside, Nano Loop and it's got like uh, open oh. dev FPGA board. So people are like, they're kind of during this where devs will be able to hack it up pretty easily. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm much more interested. Yeah. Honestly, just I the mean, Nanoloop no, thing no, would be enough for me. That's one more person to fight me on getting one. I mean, don't get this looks, it can't play Tetris. <laughs> and anyway, it, it, it's, it's rad. It's like, $200 and it comes out sometime in 2020? Yeah, and pre-orders will open up anytime now. They just said, sign up for our mailing list. It's like, that sucks. But we'll see. Um, speaking of uh, things that can play anything, because this, uh, by the way, this thing can play Game Boy through Game Boy Advance. And then has cartridge adapters for other systems like Game Gear. And if it's like anything with other systems, you're just going to load all this stuff on a micro SD card and never need cartridge in at all. Mm-hmm. And they're going to sell a dock later, which will just send stuff out to TV. So you won't need to have your GameCube modded with like your GBA games. And Jax, I know you're listening. It works with 8-bit Doe controllers. <laughs> <laughs> True. But yeah, speaking of playing with lots of things, um, rumors are picking up about the PS5's backwards compatibility. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there is um, a couple different things. There's a leaker guy that basically said, hey, don't throw away your old discs. And he's a leaker guy who's leaked a couple of other things that were accurate. And um, Patrick Klepp at Waypoint basically said, yeah, over the last couple of years, one of the things I've heard out of Sony a couple of times is they really value history, which is a weird phrase to use. Uh, uh, so either they're going to either they're going to double down on PS Now um, or they actually do backwards compatibility like they were doing on the PS4 before they abruptly stopped. But yeah, I'm it should look like skeptical. 
Yeah, I mean, based on how odd the hardware was on the PS1 and PS2, that hurdle in making stuff backwards compatible, I'd be more willing to believe they're just going to find a way to publish every single PS1 and PS2 title digitally. That would be cool. I find that unlikely due to licensing. Because like even things like Driver San Francisco, which is a relatively new game, sale anymore. Even though it's on Xbox backwards compatibility, they have released some backwards compatible titles that they can't actively sell anymore. They just did the work to make it happen. So having the original discs is kind of important. But I think that the test would be, I mean, it could just be emulation. It could just be like, yeah, we got an emulator working for PS1 games and it plays Tony Hawk correctly. I mean, they had all that practice with the PS1 Mini, right? Yeah, I mean, that thing got sent out to die. Um, (laughs) But I, so Sony over the last few years have done a lot of weird moves where they've sent things to die against each other in weird ways. Like they launched the PS4 Pro and HDR support at the same time they launched their PS4 Pro and HDR the same time they launched the PSVR, which disallowed HDR support. So, like, they're a Hydra with heads that are, like, biting each other. Like, who knows? Either there's infighting or they have too much autonomy and they aren't planning well together. I I have no idea. But, like, the PS4 Pro is a hardware unit, feels and looks like a launch unit, whereas the Slim, which launched, like, a month earlier, is, like, a revision of the hardware in a way that, like, it looks physically different. It was engineered differently. It is not part of the same family as the other two. It's very weird. Like aesthetically, everything's all over the place. Functionally, everything's all over the place. Basically, that PS Mini team sure looks like they were just some random ragtag team that sent the product out to die and how connected they are with the overall plan of any other part of that studio. Completely disconnected. But also shows that they keep sending stuff out to die and are poorly planning things. So who knows what they're actually doing? <laughs> like, we kind of know what the Xbox is going to do. It's just going to come out and it's going to, like, keep increasing its backwards compatibility via emulation and virtual machines or whatever's running under the hood in that. So we know what they're going to do. The question is, what, what does Sony do? Do they come out punching and have full backwards compatibility with discs? Or do they just go like, ah, PS Now, you're definitely buying it this time. Do, do people because at first you immediately shrug you're like well that sucks who wants ps now but game pass is pretty awesome um so if ps now actually had let's say every game somehow i don't know that's that's okay i'd still rather have real backwards compatibility i have my old discs i want to put stuff in yeah i'd like that i still keep on to like all my old consoles and sooner or later, they're not going to work. Right. I mean, even the discs are eventually not going to work. It's just kind of... Yeah. Even the old consoles, getting them out to a TV today, that's what makes the analog system so nice, is that's like, well, we, they handle the HDMI out. They handle the filtering. They, they make it look good with low lag, um, low, low to zero lag. So mm-hmm. just plugging in a PlayStation 1 with an HDMI cable, it just doesn't doesn't do the same thing it's not as good as running an emulator on your pc i held on to an old tv for way too many years just to be able to play old consoles on. no you were smart that was the good thing to do (laughs) you had the right idea well what other ideas you got i see some more news 
Well, I can tell you who has a lot of very, very original ideas. <laughs> Go on. It, who just had their 10th birthday is Riot Games. Happy birthday, Riot Games. Ooh, Companies are 10 people. Years old. What, what grade would this company be going into? What, what is 10-year-old? Uh, fourth? Fourth or fifth grade, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, so what they announced for their 10th birthday? So they announced that they are making Hearthstone. <laughs> um, you, mean, you mean Riot no. is earning their games? Uh, yeah, so they, they actually announced a heck of a lot during their big 10th anniversary uh, shindig. Um, they, they put out a, a card game, or they, they announced a card game called Legends of Runeterra, mm-hmm. which, watching it, this is just... It's Hearthstone. It's her. It's just Hearthstone, but uh, Riot themed. I mean, that's not even a bad thing. Hearthstone's a good game. And Blizzard sucks. So more competition, right? Paragon of morals. Um, and then they also <laughs> <laughs> announced a mobile version of League called Wild Rift, which looks like a, a simplified version. So it will work on mobile devices. Isn't League already simplified Dota? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. Dota that's playable by people. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to see what kind of reaction that would get. Go on. <laughs> hey, I, played Dota I, for I, a while I wish I could stopped. understand. I wish I could play Dota because it sounds crazy, but it's too much. Nah, you can play Dota. You just can't use... The way I, fra- the way I said it was, Dota was complicated for the sake of being complicated, which I don't... I, don't... I played Dwarf Fortress. Okay, like, <laughs> I play Dwarf Fortress and I don't enjoy Dota, so that that's that's my hot take. That, um, that's that's pretty damning, but yeah. The best way I've heard Dota described is Dota, despite its best efforts to make it uh, to make people not play it, people still do. I mean, all these things are pretty accurate. The the thing I'd summarize with Dota, going from League and Dota and whatnot, is abilities in Dota have such long cooldowns that basically they're all ultimates. So you have to use your ability at the exact right frickin' time and the exact right way, preferably with your team in some way. Yeah, um, it's really fun not using your abilities. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of it. Is like, it is that you can't really use your abilities all the time. Because if, if you use them every time they're warm, their cooldowns are long and your mana recovers so slow that even if yeah, you use them a- all the time, you'd run out of mana and be like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to die now. It's a very skillful game, but that doesn't make it a fun game. Yeah, but the high where you're like, I successfully used this ability in this one five minute window when it was the. It's like when you trigger the ultimate and win a team fight, except that's every ability all the time. But if you screw it up, like you lose. <laughs> Two mistakes. Um, but hey, what if I told you there's more Riot games? Well, they're making the fighting game. We all knew they're making a fighting game. What? Oh, no. There's more. What? They're even making uh, something that's a first-person shooter, which is definitely not Overwatch or Counter-Strike. Huh. <sighs> I did not understand that. I saw the clip of that thing, and it's like, what is that? Can you tell me? What is that? Um, Counter-Night Watch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. No clue. Um, 
the the fighting game actually looked really awesome from what I saw of like the couple seconds of clips. So I'm excited that they officially announced their fighting game. I'm happy my main girl Jinx is in it. A bit weird that she's in it, but I'm happy. I mean, if it's popular, everyone will be in it eventually, right? Oh god, a fighting game with 150 oh, characters? God, That's too no. many. You're just Smash Brothers no, 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 Ultimate no, 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 is no, 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 almost no. there. <laughs> uh maybe. And then there's also a I wasn't too familiar with this one. It looks like it's kind of a multiplayer dungeon crawler kind of thing set in the Runeterra universe. Kind of looks like a Gauntlet Legends kind of thing. I mean, Gauntlet's good. Yeah. And then non-gaming, they also announced they're doing a animated series to do the lore of Runeterra, which actually looked really cool. Mm-hmm. That is my most hyped thing on this list. Yeah. Isn't there one more game, though? There's like an esports team builder game. Oh, yeah. Right? Where you manage, like, it's like Football Manager. That game you set this for esports? I don't. Yeah. So I'm guessing this came from all the Europeans because Football Manager is huge in Europe. Yes. It is actually like a hugely Uh, popular game. Yeah. So LOL Esports Manager, which is there. And if you like sports management games, it looks like it probably is fun. There's no appeal to me, but I'm sure there's going to be people who love it. You play Dwarf Fortress. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that basically a more complicated version of this? You can say, you can say any game, you more play... complicated version <laughs> is Dwarf Fortress. You play Dwarf Manager. I kind of want, with that revelation that they're getting into this manager series, I kind of want to see it become the new, you know how like a, three years ago, everything was a simulator? Yeah, I kind of want to see a resurgence where like every indie team goes and now you're manager of this and this is just different in every way. You know, I actually worked on a manager game before. (laughs) Uh, A couple years ago, I was working on a project that was a um, like an indie football manager. And so I had the awesome task of figuring out formulas for player performance and stamina and recovery and injuries and all that. And that's that's cool, but I want to get aesthetically like weird. Like, what else can you make? What? How far what out can you, can you go? It hasn't been done. Like, there's a podcaster simulator. Well, those are all simulators, but what about managers? Mm. Although the podcast simulator one is basically a manager. I know they're all basically managers. Um, mm. Badminton, curling, <laughs> curling manager. Oh man, I wish Snaggle was here. I mean, Taxi Cab Manager, probably one of them, but not, not aesthetically as cool as I was hoping. What's an anime manager? So lo- love Hina, basically. <laughs> uh, there's an there's a anime studio manager, and a manga studio manager, game studio manager. Cowboy Bebop Space Bounty Hunter Manager. Studio hmm. Studio Manager. <laughs> <laughs> All these manager games are basically the same game over and over again, though. Right. Yeah. You just find the aesthetic you actually like. So what else came out of this event? What else? I don't know. They announced a whole bunch of stuff, like rewards they're doing for people. Yeah, they're doing a uh, basically an advent calendar for the next 10, 11 days where you log in, do a daily quest, and get like a super special uh, reward for it. Cool. Uh, um, some of those include like uh, 
a special summoner icon for the 10th year anniversary of League of Legends. And then for the second day, it's like 6,300 of the fake money that lets you buy characters. So you get like a free character of the maximum tier. Ooh. And it just goes down the list. And it's like higher rewards than they ever give out normally for mm. any of their quests. But they're doing it special for this event. That seems cool. Yeah, I like pretty rad. I just tried to launch the League launcher and it looks totally different splash is installing something right now yes uh i i remember bringing this up when you said you were watching worlds uh they changed the launcher the launcher now has a launcher <laughs> probably because they're trying to add an s to their riot games yeah so now another gaming company has a proprietary launcher Mm-hmm. but league already had its own proprietary client anyway it was basic it was already on your taskbar don't don't pretend Okay, yes, but that was a game. Uh, but now it's there we games. go. Uh, game Company Launcher Manager. All right. <laughs> That's what we need next. Maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I'll be glad when the Magic Arena is on the Epic Game Store because then I can remove its independent launcher and just launch it through Epic. <laughs> mm. um, well, hey, you know what we forgot? Was there doing a mobile version of Teamfight Tactics? Oh, yeah. I was wondering when that was going to happen. Which, yeah, I mean, that seemed inevitable. So I've played a whole bunch of TFT and I feel like those matches, if you don't get out pretty quickly, they're really long. Like they're like 30 minute matches. Yeah, that's been my issue with basically every one of them is they go on too long, like auto chess, Dota. Like for a mobile game, having to have a constant Internet connection and screen on and paying attention for 30 minutes, it doesn't it doesn't feel mobile to me. Yeah, or even just sitting at your computer and doing it. It's like, I could just, I could play the other one. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that, it's part of why I really like Clash of Clans, you know, without the microtransaction stuff, was you could play the match in two minutes, and it was just this fresh take on an RTS game. But it also wasn't like a serious RTS game, because if I wanted one of those, I could just boot one up and play it. So here's where I see the appeal of it, is you put that on an iPad or tablet, you sit on the couch while watching Worlds and you play Teamfight Tactics? Mm, okay. I, I can see the... I, uh, it's, it's just not for me. I'm mobile. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you, Nell. It's just like, if it was 15 minutes or less, that's when... Because it also lets you cycle faster when you make mistakes. Like, oh, I've screwed up this run. I'm done. It's like a roguelike that takes 45 minutes. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, happy birthday, Riot Games. Ten years. Kind of yeah, wild that they've been around for ten years. Right? Uh, I, I remember to sell that years. game in a box. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing that box in GameStop. Uh-huh. They used to sell PC games in boxes. It's worse. League of Legends didn't used to be a free-to-play game. Uh, All right. Is that it for the news? All right. What else do we have? Is there anything that's exciting? Oh, Fortnite. Dude, yeah, Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite has fishing. <laughs> has fishing. That's my only note here. Uh, the season changed, and what they did the, the crazy black hole event, and they actually took the servers down for like twenty four hours. Oh yes, the videos of people being mad was also pretty. Oh, uh, when they took down the servers, it kind of fucked with the Epic Games Store for a while, <laughs> and my friend could not log in to play Borderlands. <gasps> oh, that's awesome. I heard about that, but not I didn't awesome, notice right? because I have multiple game launchers. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was resolved pretty quickly. I think it was maybe like an hour or so. But yeah, it did 
lock down the Epic Games Store entirely, so you couldn't play anything. Mm. That'll happen. Back in back in my day, PlayStation Three went down for over a month. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, I forgot about that. That was that was a fun time. Xbox Live went down for like a month too. They gave me Undertow for free. Undertow? I think that was a scuba diving, side scrolling thing. It was pretty good. I hmm. liked that game. No one else did, but I liked it. <laughs> was it worth the one month of no Xbox Live? Oh, I, I I bought that game. I didn't get anything free. Like, that, like it was an old game. By the time they then deal, oh, well now I have more people to play with, and everyone's like, we don't want to play this. It's like, oh, please play with me. It was good, <laughs> and no one would play. Sad. Everyone's so salty. Anyway, people should write in gg at trainingforcepodcast.com. Whatever they're salty about, you know. Let's see it. Or a tweet at T4CG, at Focal, at Nelbium, at Sergestiful, at Punch and Jello, at Mary Mayhem, and at The Snaggle Wolf. Uh, Patreon.com slash T-Force Network, TrainForceNetwork.com, and of course, Discord.TrainForceNetwork.com. Or Reddit.com slash R slash T-Force Network. All right. Thanks for tuning in, all. GG. Yeah. GG. Take your silver spoon and dig your to go